come on. Yeah, come on. It's like that. It's like that. Hello and welcome to my young, loyal listeners of Teen Bible Study Talk in 10 Minutes. So what do you know? Word on the go. This podcast is brought to you by and produced by Real Time with the Bennett's, where real talk happens all the time. I'm your host, Minister Bennett of today's episode, and my co-host is the lovely Sister Bennett. In this week's episode, we are beginning a new series, When Emotions Arise. This week's episode, we will be discussing parts one and two, walking in grief and shaking all fear as teens, according to God's word. Yeah, that's right. Come on, come on, come on. We are here live in PNT Podcast Studio to bring you another great series. And we're going to do something a little different this week. We're going to play a little catch up. We're going to record parts one and two together. So let's get right down to it. Not wasting any time. Let's look at the biblical meaning of grief and fear. Grief, deep sorrow, especially that's caused by someone's death. You can also find grief to mean trouble or annoyance. We're going to talk more about that. And fear, an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain or a threat. We can find the biblical meaning of grief in 1 Thessalonians 5, 19. And it reads, do not quench the spirit. I don't want to play on your emotions as young and impressionable listeners of this podcast show. The spirit is leading me to deal with grief from a very, very different perspective. Hold on, hold on. I know what you're thinking, but the lovely sister Bennett will be dealing with this same subject of grief from the other perspective in a power-packed conversation corner later in this podcast. We've got you covered. Stay tight. I'm sure you didn't notice that grief has five letters. The scripture I read also has five words. Another word for quench is grieve, so they can be used synonymously. So if we reread the scripture, it reads, do not grieve the spirit. In this scripture, its meaning is one of troubling or annoying or annoyance or to be a bother or hindrance. Let me put this in context quickly. To be able to grieve God's spirit is to acknowledge the spirit's human nature and personality to have emotions. I'm going to give you the main point here. You never want to do anything that would cause the spirit that God so freely gave us to be a helper. Okay? You don't ever want to grieve his spirit. Never is a strong, strong word. I know you're wondering, how can I never do something I have no idea I'm doing? Wow, I do love you guys' questions. You guys are asking some really, really good questions. I hate to say this, but grieving the spirit is a lot easier than you can imagine. Ephesians 4 and 30 tells us not to trouble or grieve the spirit. The list can be found in Ephesians 4, 17 to 32. The things that we can do that will grieve the spirit. And here's that list. By living a life like pagans. Basically living a godless life. A God that, a life that we don't believe there is a God or we are God ourselves. By lying. By being angry. By stealing. By cursing. By being bitter. By being unforgiving. And by being sexually immoral. Quite simply put, grieving the spirit affects our walk with God by being ungodly. This happens when we sin against God to serve our self-serving desires. Yes, the things that the world tell us that are okay. Remember this, there's only one road that leads to purity, which brings us closer to God and ultimately away from sin and worldly desires. 
Just like you guys hate to be annoyed or bothered by your siblings, family members, your friends, or even your little cousins. Don't be the annoyer of the Spirit by refusing to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Here are some ways to ensure you don't develop a life quenching the Spirit. Okay, Trust the guidance provided and given by the Spirit within you. When the Spirit leads, guides, or unctions you or employs you to do something, listen to that. Trust that voice that's in your head that God placed there. Trust it. Number two. Don't put yourself in situations that will tempt you to live a life contrary to God's life for you. Stay away from those kind of situations that are ungodly. Don't allow your anger, your bitterness, or unforgiveness to stop you from receiving all that God has for you. Don't allow lying to stay out of trouble to be a roadblock to your blessings. Own whatever you did. Number five. This, this final one is huge. Don't allow cursing, the words you choose to use. Yep, your words. You say them, you speak them, you thank them. And sexual immorality to be bigger than your God. Don't allow them to be bigger than Jesus. Don't allow them to be bigger than the spirit that lives within you. Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back after a short break to continue our discussion on fear. And we're back live in PT Podcast Studio to pick up where we left off on this great discussion where we're going to talk about fear. Fear is a word that can be expressed by this phrase, false evidence appearing real. I'm going to let that settle in. I'm going to, I'm going to let you digest that. So I'm going to say it one more time. False evidence appearing real. The easiest way to discuss and explain fear biblically is through the use of examples. Here are the five types of fear I want to discuss. But first, let me read this. 1 Timothy 1.7. For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, basically scared or fearful, but gives us power, love and self-discipline. Basically, God's spirit has given us everything we need to survive and walk this, this Christian walk. Power, love and self-discipline. Basically, we can discipline ourselves from doing, from, to stop us from doing the things that we should not do. We can self-discipline ourselves. We don't need our parents. We don't need God to do it. I'm not saying we don't need them in a sense, but I'm saying, but they should not be the persons that are constantly disciplining us because God gave us a spirit that tells us when we're doing something wrong. Okay, now let me connect the dots to the earlier session where we talked about grief. Yes, this same exact spirit that I was talking about earlier in this episode, the one that you should not grieve, living in fear is definitely a way to grieve God's spirit. I want you to get that. If we live in fear without power and no, and no discipline, then we are, we are essentially quenching and grieving God's spirit every day that we live. So let's live under the power of 2 Timothy 1 and 7. Now, let's get to these five ways, or not five ways, the five fears that, I, that I, I have come up with. Number one, fear of God. Proverbs 1 teaches us to fear God, that the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. Fear in this sense is more about respect than scared. So, this respect causes us to do the right thing when no one is looking. So we think God is always looking. So basically when we fear God, or basically when we respect God and we respect him as our father, then we should always do the right things. Number two, the fear of man. We fear what others think about us. We fear what people, how people look at us, how people perceive us. We want to be accepted by others. So that fear causes us to miss out on a lot of things. Okay, Jesus was quite clear on this one in Matthews 10 and 24, where he told us not to worry, 
when we are dragged before the kings and judges, when we are called to the carpet to give an account for what we're talking about, about this Jesus, about our Christian walk, he said he will give us the word. So there's no need to be afraid. But we are to fear God the most, not what people think. He is the one that can put us or put our souls in hell. No man can do that. Not even the devil. Okay, number three, the fear of self. This has to do more with insecurities, our weaknesses, our wrong thinking about ourselves, the feelings of inadequacy, and our feelings of failure. People, my young loyal listeners, please, 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 please get over yourself. This is quite normal, though, and it's something that we all as humans need to work through. These fears can paralyze us and keep us from acting and doing the things God has asked us to do. So get over yourself. God is pulling for you. Number four, the fear of danger. Fear is a natural emotion that comes when we are faced with a threat of any kind, a dog, an animal, a snake, a sound, a noise, a person. Yes, we fear all these things when we think we're in danger. This is appropriate because God gives us warning signals. We are made in his image, so therefore, at the appropriate time, we should act accordingly. Jesus felt this fear in the garden in, th- in the three Gospels. I'm not going to go into it. You can read it for yourself. Clearly, when we feel fear, as Jesus did, we turn to where? Our Heavenly Father. We ask for help. We'd be like, God, help me. God, help me. Or someone. We always yell out for help. But we, we are also called to obey and not be paralyzed by this fear, like in 2 Timothy. Number five, the spirit of fear. 2 Timothy 1 and 7. This fear is sent by Satan. It's external to us, but we, we may feel it internally. It will be discerned totally different or we will feel it a totally different way than others. We experience fear. This fear puts us on the right track. It tells us we are doing what we should be doing. Okay. So it should drive us back to those things, to, to how we should be living for God. Not, it should not be running us away from God. So keep pressing on and rebuking the spirit of fear. Ask God for help. That's what he's there for. Keep it moving, my young loyal listeners. Hey, let's see what they're rapping about over here in the conversation corner. Hey, Minister Bennett. What y'all rapping about over here? We were chatting about the Christmas season and how some people may be feeling during this time. We learned that because of the pandemic, some people lost loved ones and they weren't able to say goodbye. So for them, Christmas this year is very hard and they don't feel up to celebrating. We can understand that. It has been a different year with the loss of loved ones. Some have said that they are afraid to be happy because of their loss. And I explained that your loved ones would not want you to be sad, but to continue on. It will be hard sometimes, but deep down, you know they would not want you to be afraid to be happy. Let's take a minute to think about Jesus and his resurrection. When he died on the cross, it was a very sad day for his believers and followers, especially his disciples who were very close to him. These people were in mourning. They couldn't function. They didn't know how they were going to go on. But not long after, Jesus rose from the dead and he showed himself to his disciples and he told them, peace be with you. The Bible tells us that the disciples were startled and frightened. But it later go on to say that they were joyful and amazed because they were able to see and touch the one that they loved so much. So I just want to say that you may have lost a loved one and you may be feeling afraid to be happy again, but have peace and know that when you are a Christian, you will see your loved one again. 
Again, I know it will be hard and a struggle this season, but try your very best to smile again and to love the people that are still here for you. Brighter days are ahead. Keep believing and praying for peace. In summary, we should never grieve as those who don't have hope because we have God and we have Jesus. And we also learned that grief has to do with grieving the spirit. And if we grieve as those with no hope, we are definitely grieving the spirit. Because God told us not to have a spirit of fear in 2 Timothy 1 and 7. So please, please, don't live your life in fear. And by not doing so, you will not grieve the Holy Spirit. So I say to you in closing, so let's get over our fears and let's not grieve the spirit and let's walk this walk called Christianity. As always, please don't forget to subscribe and share so that you and your friends will get all future notifications when new and exciting episodes are uploaded and posted. Until next time, stay safe and live a life holy and acceptable to God. After all, it's your reasonable service. With a special thank you to LJ Productions for post-productions editing techniques that's used for this podcast. This podcast was sponsored in part by the Body of Christ Church in Waldorf, Maryland, Pastor Kenneth E. Stewart, its Christian education ministry, in association with Real Time with the Bennetts. Or Real Talk What? You got it. Happens all the time. Yeah, it's like that.